Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Woo. So, we're inching closer and closer towards football season. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I literally cannot wait. So, I'm glad that football season is right around the corner. We got some college football very, very soon. Um, Summer went by quick. It seems like the summer went by quick because football season is already here. Uh, Obviously, training camp has already started for a lot of teams, for I think about almost every team now. Um, And preseason is right around the corner. So I'm going to slowly be, you know, be, you know, inching towards football season. I'm going to bring on some guests to, you know, walk us through uh, right before week one. Uh, And then, you know, from week one, it's on from there. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kidd of the Isaiah Kidd Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in, tapping in. Thank you guys. appreciate all the listeners. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose this podcast. You chose to listen to me and my shenanigans for some time. <laughs> um, but uh, nah, shouts out to all the first-time listeners. You're a first-time listener to this podcast. Shouts out to you. Welcome. Um, shouts out to all the regular listeners. Uh, you know, you guys are, you know, you guys stay packed. But previous episode, I talked about, I really dove into... Kyler Murray's contract I obviously gave my reasoning, you know, whether I agree with it or not and so forth. And then we kind of talked about the future of quarterbacks and these contracts and what, you know, what, 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 what does all this means in terms of the numbers, right? Well, recently, recently reported, recently found out there is a type of there's like a homework study clause in Kyla Mary's contract. It was obviously leaked. Um I would say <laughs> I just say this. Whoever leaked that story, um if 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 ownership or if management finds out like they're probably fired. But it was a leak and this type of stuff usually don't get out in terms of like People in house know the you know the clause within the contract, obviously, but this type of stuff usually don't leak out to the public or even to media, certain media members, where it's just discussed and and talked about on every radio show. But I thought it was so important to talk about this contract clause, and it's a honestly when I first saw it, when I first saw this story, when I when I first saw that this thing was leaked, I thought it was a bad look. I thought it was a bad look on both sides. Obviously, the Cardinals, you don't, you, you just paid the guy. It's kind of like some bad optics. But then, you know, you, you you have like you have it in there like an insurance policy. And then Kyler's like, you know, a lot of people are gonna be like, well, Kyler, he's the quarterback. The quarterback position is very tedious. And we know what's you know, film study, you know, we that you know that mantra that saying you often hear in football, you often hear in sports, period. First one in, last one out. Like that's usually you hear that from quarterbacks usually. So with that, with with that coming in, when you know when people are questioning Kyler Murray's work ethic or does he watch film outside the facility, it's like it's kind of a bad look on both on both sides, really both sides. But 
then I thought back. I, I thought and I and <laughs> I thought about it and I'm like, okay. Yes, it's a bad look on both sides. And like I said, whoever leaked this story within the organization, uh, they probably like if if they they probably would get fired if 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 they ever find out who did it, right? But but this had me thinking. And I I'm a big proponent of this. I'm a big believer of this. I think there is more than one way to have success in anything you do. I think there's more than one way to have success. And in terms of this, in terms of this situation with quarterbacks, time and time again throughout league history, there has been different ways to do it. And when you look at guys like, you know, when I think of guys, because with Kyler Murray, it seems as if he has, there's now this notion that he's not really a film junkie. He's not really the guy that's going to be like over-prepared. Um, there's so you have guys like Brett Favre, who all-time great quarterback, all-time great quarterback, great talent, but all-time great quarterback. But he was not the film guy. He was not the film junkie. He was not the guy that's going to break down film hours at a time and just be over-prepared. He's not going to be the guy at the line of scrimmage that's going to be – I mean, hell, uh, Brett Favre, four seasons into his career, four years into his career, he didn't even know what a dime defense was. <laughs> you know, big Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, these guys are all-time great quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, he is famously known not being the film guy, not you know, not really being the guy that you know that that goes all in 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 terms of preparation. There's different ways to do it. And then you have your other, on the other hand, you have your guys that are just complete film junkies. They, they're going to be over, they're going to be prepared to a T. They're going to do all the tedious quarterback work pregame that there is. You have guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Whip. Like they, they're just so, they, every meticulous detail and tedious task that is humanly possible for a quarterback to do ahead of a game, those guys are going to do it. Though, like it's, those guys are going to do it. Like they're just like they're just going to do it. You know, and I, like I said, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, they experienced a lot of success. They experienced a lot of success. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they experienced success too, but I think there is there's clearly a, a, a there's clearly so like I said, there's multiple ways to have success, but there's clearly an answer as to what way has more success, what method, what strategy has more success. But both both ways work. Both in both instances, it works. And with Kyler. I mean, he's done pretty good for himself. <laughs> I mean, if 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 the Cardinals or if this contract clause or if anybody is insinuating that hey, Kyler Murray, not really the film junkie guy, not really the guy that's going to pay attention to the details, well, he's done a damn good job. <laughs> Forty-two and zero in high school, Heisman Trophy winner with the Cardinals, number one overall pick. But then, not only that, 
at each and every year, the Cardinals have improved, and he has improved individually and as a team. Heisman Trophy went like so. I mean, okay, doesn't watch film. He doesn't watch countless hours of film. Mm, I mean, he's done pretty good for himself. <laughs> I, I would I would say I think he's done pretty good for himself. And usually, when you when, when like when comparing these type of players or quarterbacks. You think of, okay, you think of Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger. Those guys have talents. They have just, they're, they're just otherworldly talented. And they, and they, and their physical talents just overtake and their physical instincts. They, they, they play off of instincts. You often hear other great quarterbacks or other quarterbacks, former quarterbacks talk about, Hey, I wasn't really the film guy, Michael Vick, Michael Vick. He admitted to you first. He's first four or five years really wasn't a big film guy. Wasn't the guy that 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 watched countless hours of film. But you know why? Because Michael Vick, his first couple years in the league, he was just playing off of instincts. His he was just quicker. He was just more instinctually faster than everybody else virtually on the field. Same thing with Brett Favre and Ben Roethlisberger. Those guys are just first. I mean, in, in Roethlisberger's case, he's just playing off of instincts. But then he's just bigger than most guys. So and then, but on the other hand, when you look at Brady, when you look at uh, Breeze, when you look at uh, Peyton Manning, they didn't necessarily have those physical advantages. So they needed to beat you in a different way. And their way was, we're going to beat you at the line of scrimmage. We're going to outsmart you at the line of scrimmage, especially Peyton Manning. That was that was his thing. That was that was his thing. Beating you at the line of scrimmage. I'm going to outsmart you. I'm going to out scheme you. And I'm just gonna just technically sound. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be t- more technically sound and beat you. That's usually where the separation is. So with Kyler Murray, you know, he's a guy. He, granted, he's short in stature, but he is very, very. I think it's safe to say he is a really athletic and has a lot of God-given abilities that a lot of guys don't. Drew Brees, small in stature, but Drew Brees doesn't, he, he, he does not, never had uh, the, the, the same capabilities or talents that Kyler Murray has. <laughs> Brees, was, Brees was just, I mean, they, they marked him at six foot, but Brees is just, just at six foot. Kyler Murray's like, what, 5'10", 5'9", but Kyler Murray also has, you know, those those instincts he plays off of instinct more he has more god-given ability than a guy like Drew Brees so that's where i think some of that that's where some of that stems from usually guys that are that have more physical capabilities or have physical advantages they typically don't you know like hey film uh, it's not really a big thing but when players, I think more so with quarterbacks that don't have those same physical capabilities or don't have those same physical advantages, they have to find different advantages in other areas. And guys, like as I mentioned, guys like Peyton Manning, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, don't they don't necessarily have the physical traits that wow you or that they can take advantage of over others, but they can just outsmart you. So that's that's one way to look at it with this whole contract clause thing with Kyler Murray. But 
I just think, hey, the Cardinals are like, we think you are a great fit. We think you are a really good player, obviously, because we paid you. And, you know, I, I think they look at it like, hey, you're a talented kid, but we want you to put some more work in. We paid you. You're a talented kid. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't gave you the money. Now, I think this contract clause is more of a insurance policy in a way. So the Cardinals can just maximize their returns. They're like, okay, you're a talented kid. Now, just imagine if you just prepared a little bit more, if you spent a little bit more time watching film. That's a cool, like, maybe that's how the Cardinals are looking at it. They're like, hey, if you're a little bit more prepared, with the combination of your with the with the combination of the weapons that you have around you and the combination of the skill set that you have, the talents that you have and that you display, hey, we're just trying to maximize our returns. It's not like the Cardinals said, hey, it's not the Cardinals didn't give him an extension and then said, hey, the reason why we didn't give you an extension is because you don't watch enough film. <laughs> like that's totally different. No, they no, the Cardinals gave him the extension. They made him the second highest annually paid quarterback ever. $160 million guaranteed. And they just they just input a clause where they're like, hey, just watch a little bit more film on your own time. We think you can we think you can benefit off this. It's not like they did it's not like they said, hey, we're not gonna give you the extension. And we're not going to give you the extension because you don't watch enough film. <laughs> that's totally different, right? That's that's a t you get a totally different outlook. You get a totally different outlook and perspective. And we're having a totally different conversation if the Cardinals had did that. If the Cardinals would have, if the Cardinals said, "Hey, we're not going to extend you because we question your work ethic and we think you should watch more film." That's totally different where the Cardinals give him a max extension. They make him the second highest paid quarterback ever. They give him $160 million guaranteed. And in the contract, they have like a little clause where it's like, okay, watch a little bit more film. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> totally different. You know? So that's how I look at that situation. That's how I'm breaking down that situation. Now, um... I'm going to shift gears to a guy who we were just talking about, actually, uh, ironically, right? And it's kind of the, if the, you know, uh, my grandma used to have, a, she used to say this saying, or she still does. Um, but if it's not the pot calling the kettle black. So Ben Roethlisberger recently came out. And made some uh, pretty interesting comments, and I think his message, his overall, I'm gonna I'm I'm read you guys his uh, his comments and what he said, but I think more so the message is okay and it's kind of accurate, but I think the messenger is a bit questionable. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you guys what Ben Roethlisberger said. So I'm a um I'm gonna read you what Big Ben's had to say. Um, like I said, his message is accurate, but uh. I think the messenger is kind of questionable. So he says the team was so important. Uh, Roethlisberger said, referring to his first seasons uh, with Pittsburgh, his first few seasons with Pittsburgh. It's not all. It's all about the team. 
Now it's about me and this and the other. I might be standing on a soapbox a little bit, but that's my biggest takeaway from when I started to the end. It turned from a team first to a me type of attitude. It was hard. It's hard for young guys. It's hard for these young guys too. Social media, they treated so well in college. Now this new NIL stuff, which is unbelievable. They are treated so special. They're coddled at a young age because college coaches need them to win too. I know I know the coach, Terry, his college coach, and uh, never coddled me, and neither did Bill Coward, uh, obviously his coach when he first entered the league. Um, so that was what Ben Roethlisberger had to say. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a also play you what Cameron Hayward had to say. Uh, Cam Hayward uh, – Really, really, really good player uh, for the for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't take Ben Roethlisberger's comments too well. I'm gonna play it. I was a little bit upset about it because I was always raised to protect the locker room, um, protect the guys, um, and the way it seems is, and this is my point of view. This is what I see. Um, it looks as though uh, we're looked at as selfish um, uh, players, and I think that's not the point. I think we have a lot of young players that come from different backgrounds. I think we have guys that um, have experienced different things than what I or somebody else might experience, and that doesn't make them selfish or it doesn't make them more of a me-type attitude. Like, if you look back at Antonio Brown, that guy – played through injuries, was triple team, and still, you know, sacrificed his body to, you know, go up and catch the ball. Um, I can talk about uh, Tyson Alawalu, who has never been the guy that fills up the stat sheet, but is so about the team and about, uh, you know, just making sure this is a good locker room. Um, those guys stick out more to me than anything. There are a lot more guys you think – that are team first guys than just me type and attitude. Um, I took offense to that. I, I think when you have young guys, it's up to the leadership to step up, myself included. I'm accountable for uh, those guys. And obviously we haven't had a Super Bowl in a long time. And maybe that's where Ben's like, man, if younger guys had grown up, but man, it's up for the older guys to step up and, you know, hold guys accountable. Um, Social media comes. Social media wasn't as big when Ben was first coming into this league. But. Okay. So you get the gist. You get the gist. Big Ben, hey, he's like, hey, when I first came into the league, it was all about team first, bunch of team players, Steelers organization had a culture. And not to say, you know, the Steelers organization still have, still have their culture. But younger players today. They grow up with social media. They're on their phones. They're worried about, you know, their likes and so forth, how many clicks they're getting. That 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 was Ben Roethlisberger's point. And as you heard, Cam Hayward, I thought Cam Hayward put it, you know, basically like, first of all, when when people, when players, it all, it, you know, it kind of cracks me up when players say, hey, we have guys that come from different backgrounds. Yeah, like, like that's in any situation, in any locker room. Um, that's kind of like the beauty of the locker room. But Cam Hayward basically is like, hey, maybe if maybe if Big Ben was more of a leader and wasn't into himself, hey, 
maybe, maybe something could have worked. Maybe something could have worked. Maybe. But speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, right, I think his message has a lot of truth to it. But the actual messenger can be a bit conflicting. Because this is the same, like, as I already talked about in the previous segment, how, how ironically, this was the same Big Ben Roethlisberger who was not a film junkie. Not not a crazy hard worker. Like, it, it that, that's just around the Pittsburgh locker room, you ask people close to the Steelers situation and organization, it is almost factually known that Big Ben that Big Ben was never like the hard worker, film junkie. Hell, he was famous. Ben Roethlisberger was famous in the offseason for not even picking up and throwing a football. <laughs> just a couple, just a couple of of, of, of all seasons ago. It was reported that his all-season regiment consists of yoga and beers. But Big Ben Roethlisberger is famously known for his his you know his unique and different off-season regiment where he does not even throw a football. But then getting into the situation of me first, this whole me first mentality that Ben Roethlisberger is speaking to. This is the same Ben Roethlisberger. This is also damn somewhat factually known. This is this is almost factually known. New offensive coordinator last year. You know, wanted to run a little bit more play action. Big Ben refused to turn his back to the defense. This is Big Ben we're talking about. The same guy, the same guy that said, hey, these young guys, they're all about team first. This is the same guy that Big Ben, he he refused on play action passes, on play action plays. He refused to turn his back to defense. And it's like, okay, quarterback that's been here for 20 years, that's won two Super Bowls and done a lot for the organization, or new head coach, like new office coordinator. Who are you going with? <laughs> you know, who are you going with? Also, Ben Roethlisberger. There's all. This is also. This is also factually known. Apparently, Ben Roethlisberger had a not so secret door that was next to his locker, as somewhat as a quiet space, where it was his own. It was his own room, next to his locker, with a big lazy boy chair. With, with snacks uh, and with with hunting and fishing magazines. That was that was what Big Ben. That was that was what Ben was doing. Last couple years, last couple years, you you can ask people close to the situation. Last couple years of the Ben Roethlisberger and his career in in, in Pittsburgh. That. That was the type of behavior he displayed. That was his all-season regimen. Ben Roethlisberger is also famously known. 
he's kind of like that. He Ben had like a, a he has like a Shaq element to him, where they have this Shaq thing where like Shaq and Big Ben, where they like they come in they come into training camp a little bit out of shape. They come into the season out of shape, and then like you know throughout the season they play themselves into shape, and that's just how like good and great they were. That's how great they were, but they kind of like play themselves into shape. But when you have a when, when but when that's your regimen, as I talked about kind of similarly in the previous segment, yeah, you can have success that way, but that ultimately shortens your success level. And that's what that's what happened to Big Ben. His all season regiment, which was which mainly consist of him not picking up a football, not throwing a football, you know, going hunting and fishing and so forth. And I'm not saying you can't vacation. I'm not saying you can't have downtime. I'm not saying you can't relax. But as a quarterback, not throwing a football, not throwing a football in the offseason, coming into training camp out of shape, playing yourself back into shape, that is ultimately... That behavior ultimately shortened the success level of Big Ben's career. That's why he looked so bad the latter years of his career. That's why Big Ben looked like he looked such like a shell of himself because his nutrition, his offseason regimen was very much selfish and very much that me attitude that he was describing. Not wanting to turn your back to the defense, so that means you 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 know it, it limits your play your your offensive coordinator's play calling ability. It limits his ability to to, to call play action passes because you don't want to turn your back to the defense for whatever reason. And then you got this secret room, this quiet space with the big lazy boy chair, hunting and fishing magazines and snacks. All to yourself. Isn't that about you and you being selfish? And I'm a big believer of you are who your best players and leaders are as a team. Like if your team, if it, 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 that's, I think that's part of the reason why Brady and Bruce Arians, you know, didn't see one accord. I think that that's part of it. I think that's the main reason. I think that's the main reason why. Bruce Arians is no longer the Buccaneers coach, and he has like some type of made-up role with the Buccaneers organization now. It's the reason why Bruce Arians is not on the sideline. Because Tom is like, hey, if we're gonna do this thing, let's do it to the to the to the maximum. We're not gonna just do the bare minimum. Nobody dislikes Bruce Arians. But Bruce Arians, you know, like I said, like I always say, you know, he's the He's the happy hour at four type of guy. You know, he's not really the work hard. You know, that's not that's not Bruce Arians. He's very much, he's very much loosey-goosey. He's very much loosey-goosey. That's Bruce Arians. That's who he is. And Tom, like, hey, it's like, you know, I we don't see eye to eye because this guy wants to be loosey goosey. I'm trying to lock in. We're at this. We're grinding. That's Tom. That is Tom Brady ultimately. 
That is why Bruce Arians isn't on the sideline for the Buccaneers. And the opposite is with Ben Roethlisberger. You are who your best player or your leaders are. And Ben Roethlisberger, he talks about how, you know, these young guys are all about themselves. And these young guys, is about it's about, it's about them. They're into social media. Well, Big Ben, if it's not the pot calling the kettle black, boy, <laughs> the, the, all of this, your off-season regimen, the way you treated your body, that was selfish. Not wanting to turn your back to the defense and play action passes for some odd reason. Being, you know, being preoccupied in your quiet space with your mag with your hunting magazines while, you know, that's all Cam Haywood is saying. Cam Cameron Haywood's like, hey. Maybe if uh if our leaders, if our veterans was like more into this thing, you know, maybe we would have had more success. Maybe there could have been like a meeting of the minds. <laughs> like for the last couple of years, there was this notion or there was this thing like you can kind of tell like Ben was actively retired. Like he didn't want to do like the grinding pregame, like the, the you know the pre-week stuff, the week heading into the game. He just wanted to throw the football. Still wanted to throw the football, but not really into the grinding thing. And that's and that that kind of goes back to my point. I was talking about Big Ben, and Big Ben is an all-time great quarterback. And it, it's it's kind of it's kind it kind of it's kind of a little bit hard on me because I grew up with Big Ben. I grew up with Big Ben. Like that was that was one of my childhood quarterbacks growing up. Big holding on to the ball a little bit longer than what he should have been. But big, physical, can throw the ball down the field. Big Ben is definitely one of my like it's one of my childhood quarterbacks that I grew up with. And now he's gone. Like he's definitely I think Brady's probably the last one. <laughs> Brady Brady as a child um that I grew up with. He's, Brady's probably the last one. Peyton Manning's retired. Drew Brees retired. Phillip Rivers retired. Ben Roberts retired. You know? And Ben, all-time great quarterback. All-time great quarterback. But, but, he did have this thing about himself where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, it's about me. Uh, team, uh, you know, not really a film junkie. Kind of correlates. Kind of correlates, right? It's it's interesting how things come back around. But the message is somewhat true. It has a lot of validity to it. I think I think Ben Roethlisberger make a lot of. I think his message is very much very much valid. Very much valid. But the messenger, I question. Ben Roethlisberger, I question uh, this whole thing about, you know, it's about me, the me attitude, and so forth. Like, Ben, you were, and like I said, this is no this is no slight to him, but this is just what it is. No slight to Big Ben, because I, I, I like Big Ben a lot. And like I said, one of my childhood quarterbacks, all-time great quarterback, won two Super Bowls, had success. And had a really, really long career. 
and he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback one day. He's going to be and he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame one day. It's like first year, first first battle Hall of Famer, without a shot of a doubt. But this is this is the truth. And when you know, when you try to speak, kind of expose himself a little bit. So when you you try to you know you're trying to preach the gospel per se, it's like uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about that one. The the message, yeah, I'm I'm receiving the message I'm receiving, but the messenger, I don't know the messenger or the other end of that message, ah, not 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 really it. So that's Big Ben, um, in that situation. So I'm gonna shift gears to another interesting topic. Um, Draymond Green, and I haven't. It's been so. It's been a while since I talked about some NBA and some basketball. Um, because you know, like I said, we're we're like we're thoroughly moving into football season. But there was a report, according to the Athletic, Draymond Green is in search, and he wants. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's, he's gonna ask the Warriors for a max deal, a max extension. Excuse me. Um, a max extension. Now, this max extension, I think it's it ranges from uh, 160 million dollars uh, for four years. So that's the max extension that Draymond Green is looking for. And when I saw this report, when I saw this, I automatically, and I, I've talked about this on my podcast before, but I've automatically thought about how do dynasties end? Like typically, like. In sports, how do dynasties end? And you ask yourself, there's usually two reasons. Ego or financials. Ego or money. Like, you you ask yourself, how do dynasties end in sports? Usually comes down to ego um, and just overall financials, just overall, just money. Now, in this case, I think in some instances, dynasties have ended because teams usually overpay certain guys for past successes. I think so, you know, with finances, it can be you can't pay everybody, you can't keep everybody. I think there's multiple like you know i know finance is kind of general money is general but particular cases particular reasons as to why you know dynasties end due to money typically is because hey teams either overpay for guys for their past successes or you know cap space get tight money get tight you can't keep everybody you can't afford everybody that's typically, or in an ego, that's typically the two reasons why dynasty's in. Ego and money. Now, obviously, Draymond Green, he is very, very, very important and very valuable to this Warriors franchise. He's been very important. Very important. I love Draymond. I think Draymond Green, first of all, I think Draymond Green is one of the best basketball minds we have in the game. I love his intensity, his intensity. I love his passion. I like the Draymond Green story. 
And most importantly, I think, I love Draymond Green's intangibles. But sometimes the tangibles don't align with certain price tags. Right? And obviously, Draymond didn't have, he only played, four, so mind you, he only played 46 regular season games. And when he is on the floor, the Warriors do look a bit differently defensively, mainly. But certain stretches throughout the playoffs, and as we saw glaringly in the finals, Draymond Green was ineffective, especially on the offensive end. And there were times, especially in the finals, where the Warriors look better without Draymond Green on the floor. Like it's as simple as that. Now, like I said, I think like I, I now I'm not against the Warriors extending Draymond Green, right? Like I like I I think everybody. I don't think there's one person that would be against the Warriors extending Draymond Green's contract. He can still play, but is he worth a max extension? No. And. It, it kind of, it, it's kind of hard for me to say that because I, like I said, I really love Draymond Green. I love what he does, and I think he's. I think a lot of people. I think some people vastly still underrate Draymond Green and what he brings to the Warriors. I think people still vast. I think there are some people. I think a lot of people understand, and a lot of people like they see his value. They know how valuable he is, but I think there's still a percentage of people that's like, hey, you know, Draymond. He's just for the ride along. Like, no, I think he, I think some people still vastly underrate him. But as I said, I love his intangibles, but sometimes the tangibles don't equal up all the time to the, the price tag. And a max extension, giving Draymond Green a max extension, this seems like this seems like a lot. Seems like a it seems a bit much. As much as Draymond Green is the straw that stirs the drink. There were times that Golden State were better, that like, they were just better without him. And I don't want you guys to like, miscon, you know, misconcept that, that, that statement. I'm not saying Draymond Green, Um, I'm not saying Draymond Green, you know, like I said, the Warriors, they should extend him. But a max extension, that seems a bit too much. That seems a bit too much. Especially if we're looking at, and I think there's a huge gap between wanting to extend him and letting him walk. Or, excuse myself, there's a huge gap between letting him walk and not giving him a max extension. There's a huge gap between the two. Letting him walk is like, okay, we just don't think you can play anymore. We don't think we need your services. You let him walk. Not giving him a max extension, two different gaps. It, it, it's a it's a huge gap between those two, between those two like outcomes, those two predicaments. Like I said, letting him walk is like okay, you don't think he can't play anymore, you can't use his services, whatever. Not giving him a max contract or not giving him a max extension is just basically like signifying like, hey, Dre, we understand your val- how valuable you are. We we understand how much you mean to this Warriors franchise and dynasty. But we can't get you a max extension. We extend you, but we can't get you a max extension. Just can't. Just can't. 
And the the, the catch twenty two is you know Steph Curry recently came out and was like, hey, I basically the report said, hey, Steph Curry would be mad if Draymond Green and the Warriors couldn't come to uh, a, you know an agreement, um, and Draymond Green left. That's kind of the catch twenty two. Where it's like, okay, Steph's gonna be mad. Do you give Max? Do you get? Do you just give Draymond the Max extension? My my answer, no. I don't think you give him the Max extension. I don't think you give Draymond Green the Max extension. I, like I said, I think he's I think he he's very valuable, and I understand his value, but I can't. I, I, if I'm the Warriors, I don't know how you can stomach extending Draymond Green for another four years with $160 million on the tab. I just don't know. And then the Warriors owner, Joe Lacob, he's already complaining. Um, and I think rightfully so. He's complaining about the amount of the amount that he has to pay in luxury taxes. The Warriors, they're, they're, this is, they're paying $170 million in luxury tax. This is not even including like the, the the actual player salaries. This is just the luxury tax. So I, that's a lot. He's already coming. Draymond Green is finishing up a max deal. Then he's wanting a, a, a max extension, and then you got to worry about the luxury. That that's a lot. That's a lot. And you got other guys that have to get paid as well. But that's a lot. That's a lot. I think I think it's. It says a lot about what's happening. Um, I do think the NBA, there should be some type of implementation of trying to, like, instead of the Warriors getting penalized for, like, the luxury tax price, they're getting penalized because they have drafted well. I think with a franchise and a team like the Warriors, this is just for an example. I think they have done they have done a great job with building within the draft. Their core is via the draft. They drafted Steph Curry. They drafted Klay Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. They drafted a lot of their pieces, a lot of their core pieces, all of their core pieces. Well, most of their core pieces. Not say all, but most of their core pieces they drafted. They shouldn't be the Warriors shouldn't be penalized to the to the degree that they are being penalized. There should be some if anything, there should be some type of reward. I would probably bargain that hey, maybe Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green don't count count against the cap. I think for the next CBA, that should be um that should be something that should be discussed in terms of like, okay, if a team has this much success in the draft. And their, you know, their players turn out to be stars, and they have to give their stars max contracts. Obviously, then the like that that shouldn't count against your cap. You know, I think there should be some type of stipulation where the luxury tax just like you're you're paying luxury tax on guys that. And I know some people say, well, that's where bird rights come into play. But the Warriors are still paying a fortune. And I, it, it just it just feels, I mean, the end result is, hey, the Warriors did a great job in the draft. It's paying off. And instead of them being rewarded, they are being penalized. 
So I think the NBA, like I said, the next CBA, they should try to, you know, try to implement um, some type of some type of stipulation where, like, hey, you draft the guy, guy turns out to be a star, you give him a max contract, it don't it don't count against your cap, something something like that, or the luxury tax, like something something has to give though. But in terms of Draymond Green wanting an extension, I don't, I just don't see how you do it. I, I just don't see how you do it at all. I just don't see how you do it whatsoever. That's just my take on it. So I thought I'd come on here. Um, lastly, so there's reports that reportedly uh, the Arizona Cardinals have removed. So I know the first segment, I think, yeah, the first segment of this episode, I talked about the Cardinals having this homework clause, a study clause in Kyla Mary's contract, that new big fat contract he just signed. Well, it turns out they remove the, the homework clause because, um, yeah, because you know, they, they didn't think it would get this much bad press. Kyla Mary has had to come out and defend himself. Um, and you know, his work ethic, and as I talked about, I I, I don't know. I think th- there can be so many routes and so many things people can say about this because on the on on this part, it's like you're the Cardinals. Why would you air out your franchise quarterback like that? Like, why would you do that? Like, why would why would you ever do that? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you just air out your franchise quarterbacks just laundry like that? Even if it is true that Kyler Murray needs to watch more film, how did that leak? And that's what I and that's why I said what I said in the previous in the first segment because I'm like, hey, whoever leaked this, they're probably gonna get fired. If 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 the if the Brad if Brass you know finds out. They're probably gonna get fired. Simple as that. So, why would you leak this type of information? This type of information shouldn't be put out anyway. But I just thought the stipulation was kind of—it was kind of weird. Like I said, I kind of—I was trying to understand where the cargo was coming from, and and I put it—I put it like this: maybe they—they they looked at it as an insurance policy. Kyler backed us up into a corner. We gave him a deal. We got we gave him a new deal. Um, and this is just our way of, you know, kind of getting back at him. But that leads to my other question. If you're if you're the franchise that just gave your franchise quarterback a large deal, why are you trying to get back at him? Like, why is that? Cause that that has been reported that hey the, the you know the Cardinals front office felt like hey okay Kyler backed him into a corner they gave him a contract and now this the the homework clause is kind of like their way of like getting back at him but why 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 do that to your own franchise quarterback just doesn't it just it, a lot of this doesn't add up doesn't make sense um and boy I, I think this story granted they they have removed it from the contract but I think the damage if you know has already kind of been done and this story is going to continue to be dragged out if like at the cardinals and i, I think their first three games they're very difficult i think they play 
the Chiefs week one, um, the Raiders, and then the Rams, I think. I think it, it, they play those three teams. If they start off 0-3 or 1-2, or in the first five games, they start off 1-4, like, you know what's going to be brought up? This this stuff. Like, the, the homework clause, Kyler Murray isn't watching enough film. And as, I've, as I have said already, there is – there's multiple ways – there's different ways to be great. I'm a, like I said, I'm a firm believer of that. There's different ways to be great. There's different methods and different ways to, to success. Now, I think at, at, the, at the NFL position, at the NFL level, and at the quarterback position, there is a particular way where you experience more success. But, there's multiple ways to have success. Then, like I said, there there is a way where there's a method, there's a strategy, there's a way that has been laid out where, like, you have success more, more often. But Big Ben, as we talked about, Big Ben was not a film junkie, not a not real a bit not a real big preparations guy. You know, not not wasn't really into it, but he was still great. Damn it, he was a damn it. He's the first he's the first battle hall of famer. Brett Favre, like I said, didn't know what a, a dime defense was his first four years in the league. Didn't know what a dime defense was. Didn't know what a nickel defense was. And first battle hall of famer. Damn it, he was great. Now Brady, Peyton, film junkies. Preparation junkies, they're gonna beat you at the line of scrimmage. They're gonna they're gonna know what defense you're in before you even know what defense you're in. Both ways have success. Now, one way does have a little bit more success, but both ways, granted, have had or experienced success. So with Kyler, I'm like, hey, okay, he may not watch that much film, but the last three years, if and like I said, I'm not gonna say he doesn't, but Let's just say, for argument's sake, the Cardinals are right, and he needs to watch more film. Well, damn. First three years in the league, each year he's improved individually, and your team has improved collectively in terms of winning. So, I mean, he's doing something right. <laughs> Heisman Tro- He's doing something right. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, I think Kyler does have his, you know, he, got a, he, got, he definitely has his red flags. There's definitely some eyebrow-raising stuff. There's some concerns I have of Kyler. But in that same instance, he's a talented kid. And granted, if he doesn't watch enough film, if that's the case, then, like, why are we... I mean, he's done done pretty good for himself. He's done pretty good for himself. But I'm going to let you guys go. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back the following. I will be back next week. Obviously, uh, we got some preseason football next week. Very, very soon. It's like in seven days, actually. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, let's get let's buckle up and get ready for football season. I'm ready. Um, granted, it's preseason, but still, it's football. Damn it, <laughs> you know. So I know a lot of you guys are excited about that. But without further ado, I let you guys go. Always remember two choices, one decision. I'm out. Peace. Gone. Deuces.